So we have a main discussion. Well, you know, we, you guys know the if you if you oh sorry. I mean, we kind of piggybacked into the main discussion a little bit. Yeah, right? exactly. Like we jumped around. We've jumped around this whole episode. It's just been a nice conversation. Um, I did write a. I did get a quote that I wanted to that I thought was a little on theme, which is in here somewhere. Okay, yes. Why does it say? Did I not get the whole quote? I have his name on here. Do you want me to read it? Uh, sure. Main topic, getting on the horsey again. I believe that filmmaking, as probably is everything, is a game you should play with all your cards, all your dice, and whatever else, and whatever else you've got. So each time I make a movie, I give it everything I have. I think everyone should, and I think everyone should do everything they do that way. Francis Ford Coppola. Sorry, kind of lost me on that incident. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, so I, I thought this was a nice quote because I um the big thing was like in this episode is like you know we took a break, getting back into getting back into working, and it's like if you are gonna make a movie, it takes every bit of you, and if you if it's not. I don't know if you should really like be trying to make a movie because it's like a thing because it it just sucks everything out of you, but it's also like a group thing. So like you know, it's like a so you're not the only one. Who it's like a spirit sucked. bomb. Yeah. Everyone is like giving everything they have to you to like try to make this thing, and as a film as the filmmaker as like the person the director producer writer person people it's your job to like get it there yeah you have to throw the spirit bomb at Majin Buu or whoever he did the spirit bomb with or whatever yeah and so that's where we're at got a spirit bomb Majin got, Buu yeah <laughs> gotta blow that fucker out of the sky man so we took the longest break we have had Ever, I think it's it's been over two months. I think so. longest break from anything. Is from what you mean filmmaking? Yeah, filmmaking wise. Well, we took a little bit of a break after Dickhead, no? Uh, after Principal? Pos- uh, I mean, like podcasting. Podcasting. Sorry, since we started oh. the show. Um yeah. Because filmmaking, we took like a year off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, just yeah. about a year, right? Yeah, we. It it was like. Uh, I did the rough cut and then we didn't do anything with it for like a year. Um, and then it was kind of like, hey, let's get back to it. And then that's how we got into it. But yes, yeah, uh, it was needed. But also, oh, and this is what I wrote. I can't help but feel a bit overwhelmed with <laughs> guilt and sadness. How do you feel? Sadness because like, especially when it comes to podcasting and doing uh, the editing and stuff, it's really like, some of the only fun I have during the week sometimes. Yeah. And I know that might be a depressing thing That's to say. very depressing, yeah. But it's like, you know, just sitting down and having a talk or having an interview. Like, those are some of like, it's, that's fun to me. It's so fun. Yeah. I'm learning and like, it's like a time away where I actually get to like talking about the things I love. Um, Where it's not like just, you know, like changing diapers and... Yeah, trying to force kids to eat rice or something, you know, it's like, God damn, just fucking kill me. But how do you feel, buddy? Like we had a pretty a nice long break. How do you feel about all that? Well, you know, I think it would be similar, although maybe not so focused on the sad part. Because I mean, 
at some point we'll look back on this and we'll be like, yeah, that was cool. Like we had a good time doing that and life was pretty good. You know, at least for us. Mm-hmm. You know, really. What do we have to bitch about? We're getting to make films on the side and yeah, doing that struggle of the nine to five and taking care of our families. Like, that's cool. And it's a lot of fun. Um, so that's why I guess I don't like, yes, this is some of the most fun because it's working on the passion, you know, doing that mm-hmm. creative side, letting that, you know, other side to you out that is kind of your own. Um, your own like unique thing to yourself, your own individual aspect, right? Changing, the, chasing that passion, so you maintain that individuality instead of getting sucked into the everyday, the nine to five, and you know all the obligations. This is our reprieve from all of that, and so yeah, you know it's it's a great time, and it, it is difficult. You know, I mean, we've taken what we're on eight, year eight now. Yep. Going on nine? It's your eight. It, it, 2016 was principal. Okay, yeah. Whew, this is a, your eight, yeah. Yeah, okay. Well, there's a good chance it won't be out until the ninth year, right? For festival reasons and all of that? For yeah. release? I mean, it might be done this year, hopefully. <laughs> well, hopefully, you <laughs> but know. We were talk- releasing, yeah. I don't think, I don't know if we got into goals, but, you know, that's definitely goal number one is finishing dickhead yeah let's at least be done or at worst let's be like okay it's in sound production and they're working on it and they said it's going to take them five months because x (laughs) y and z yeah so like okay well we just gotta wait yeah but it's completely out of our hands and it literally is just going through the out of our motion yeah you know but also just the, the steps it needs to go through in order to be done and like it's like okay it's it, someone's working on it it's getting done like it literally is that's definitely where i'd like to be but you know money's going to be the big issue it is because you know? we have no idea what we're walking into and how expensive and who we might need and get favors from like we don't know what kind of kindness our waters are even if it's an ocean we're <laughs> sailing into or a barren desert yeah yeah, I think yeah, we're gonna have to, that's one thing that's gonna be a tricky situation because yeah. like it's so just kind of unknown. Yeah. And, and also edi- editing has been a bit of an eye opener, wouldn't you say? I mean, literally, like mm-hmm. the issues we ran into to go so smoothly throughout the entire thing and then all of a sudden to hit a brick wall. It wasn't even a brick wall, we hit a mountain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, they on the map it said it was all ocean, but all of a sudden there's an iceberg. Yeah. Because I will say, yeah, because it felt like, and I think this was uh, the ignorance of uh, amateurness. Oh, absolutely. Is uh, like, like in editing, well, the reason that editing has been so hard is because of every mistake we made is is just amplified. Yeah. Right? So when you have like a poor transition or the lack of B-roll or not enough takes or lack of continuity or all of these little things, yeah, they are just pushed to a degree. Cause then you watch it in the edit and you're like, Jesus fucking Christ. We shot that. It didn't feel like that on the day. Why? Why like, did you do that? Right. And then, and then, and you're like, is there anything else? I'm like, Nope. We did it twice. <laughs> We thought it was amazing twice. We thought we called, we said, hey, 
this is good. Let's move on to the next shot. And you really feel that hardcore in the edit. And that was uh, also um, a big uh, thing, as I will say, is because we didn't do dailies. Um, so that also, I think, pushed us back literally probably years not doing dailies because we've had to scour and go through every little take find with a fine tooth comb, finding every little bit. And I think if you actually sort that out in the dailies and or get what you need, <laughs> actually need, yeah, it probably would eliminate every problem that we've had or like 90% of the problems we've had in editing is by yeah. just actually like cutting the scenes together as we had shot them. And really seeing how it all plays out. Yeah. 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 Instantly. I mean, it's so glaring. <laughs> yeah. Because it, it's like, it's like a, we shot, uh, it's like we shot on film and we never got it developed <laughs> until the end. <laughs> yes, it is. We shot like we shot off film. <laughs> and it's like, okay, well, we shot is what we got. <laughs> Good it luck. Here's the is. movie, right? <laughs> like, don't do that. If you're a filmmaker and you're listening to this podcast, do not fucking do that. Like, it, you will, you'll never forgive yourself. Because yeah. I know sometimes I'm just like, if we had just watched it, we could have been, we were on the set. Yeah. <laughs> if we had just watched it, the cut together, we would have been like, can we redo that? Oh yeah, they're coming here on Friday. Yeah. We could redo it. Yeah. In 10 minutes. Yeah. But we didn't. <laughs> so it is what it is. Although you know, I will say this though. How many reshoots did we do that we went with? Almost none. So maybe reshoots isn't even a possibility, but you got to go for it, right? I think you have to try. Because um, sometimes I, the, the, the issue is just too glaring, right? Where I think it's like you, the, the, the main thing why the reshoots weren't working either was I, we waited too long to do them. Yeah, it was like years. It was literally like, like years, years and yeah. nothing matched up. Everything felt way wrong. It just felt wrong. Well, they weren't the character at all anymore. They probably didn't even know what they were like, what the fuck? I did this. Yeah. Thing. Like, oh shit. You got yeah. my name on a contract? Okay. And even if we just shot um like with no actors and we just shot stuff, it was like off. It, yeah, it's it, always it, off. It, it the problem is is like Everything looked too different. It was just like, it was jarring. Also, I think the, the intelligence was there a lot more. Mm -hmm. But to also say, I don't know if the uh, excitement was there. You know, after that, it was like, fuck, we just got to do it because we got to do it. But it wasn't like, because mm -hmm. when we were shooting, I mean, it was like, hell yeah, man. I'm not getting any sleep oh, at yeah. all. I'm working just, these insane hours, spending all this insane money, having yep. to deal with everyone's fucking. Yeah, it was, it was kind of know, a constant nightmare of people complaining and bitching, yeah. and it was like, you guys volunteered for this. Yeah. I, well, I don't know. Sorry, I'm getting into my and own that's, personal that's things. Too, that's also too harsh. Where people were bitching at me, and I was just like, "This is what you signed up for." I'm sorry that yeah. you signed up for this. It, and I and I get where they're coming from because they were like, hey, it's just going to be a fun little thing where we were like, no, nah, it's going to be a real thing as much as possible. <laughs> yeah. And that's completely too different. 
things, you know, yes. like just having fun, doing this little project versus, hey, we're really sacrificing make a film. every weekend, every one of your weekends for 10 weekends or 20 weekends or whatever that, it was. That's a tall ask, man. It's a huge ask. Especially because we didn't pay anybody, no nothing. And we just lost money, you know, like on top of that. So yeah. it was like, we put ourselves through a lot with that. Yeah, and it was nonstop, and we had no idea what we were doing, and we were way in over our heads, and like, honestly, it was kind of crazy. It's it's so insane when you think about it, because I mean, I think when it's like, oh yeah, principal was eight years ago, yeah, and then it's like just kind of been like this weird limboy thing where we're like learning how to make the move, save the movie, essentially. Yes, save the movie is a perfect <laughs> because <laughs> Put it. when I think about it, it's like you know, like if you were to equate this to like college years, like eight years, you could probably get like a master's or something, right? But it's like, I don't feel like I necessarily have a master's in filmmaking, but I definitely know how to fucking edit and save a movie. Yeah. <laughs> or get every, squeeze every little bit out as possible. And um, and I think that's the like the main thing I've learned is like, no, we really have, you really have to take your time to understand what you're doing. Yeah. Because if you're not understanding what you're doing, if you're just like, I want to see where a person's head gets cut off, but you're not really thinking about like how many shots you need for that. How many angles, how like, are you where, who's doing your special effects? Have you done special effect tests? All these things that like, we just kind of just were like dived into. Yeah. Like we didn't do any special effects tests <laughs> at all. We just were at, we just expected that the people that were doing the special effects would know, would just do it. And would have a night, and then we would just have it done. Yeah. And that was the dumbest thing. <laughs> One of, I mean, yeah. on a list of dumb things, pretty high on the list. But in our defense, we didn't have many special effects scenes. Intentionally. Intentionally. Very, yeah, true. Very intentionally. Like stunts. I mean, who knew you couldn't just trip? Yeah. Every little mo action. But, and then also... I forgot. Damn. Yeah. Damn. I don't know. Because I mean, in my oh, yeah, brain, that's what I was gonna say. Because you know, we we still need them. Mm -hmm. I think that's always like a little cute thing for horror films, right? Ones that really endear you, where you're like, "Oh, you tried." Yeah. You could always appreciate it, right? But you got to also put a lot of effort into that too. Yes. You know, it requires it. You don't just do it and sell it. You know, it's it, you got to put some time and effort. And I think we learned that, you know. But also I think that maybe we misjudged everyone and thinking they would come into it with the same amount of passion as we had. That and also... You know, within that specific area too that they're doing. Yeah, because I think part of the problem too is we were kind of asking people to just learn how to do their job. No, exactly. And a lot of people were like... No, we're just going to like hang out and have fun and make a movie, right? No. <laughs> no, yeah. You need to learn this. And you need to learn it at a high degree. <laughs> and if you're not interested in this subject in your everyday, well, it's probably going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. You know, so. Which, yeah, that's a, a big, that's another. That, that's big, a tall ask. Yeah. It is a tall. We asked. We asked way too much and we got away with way too much, honestly. <laughs> we did. Like if, if. The thing is, I always think about too, and I'm like, if Dickhead is like, if at least it just comes out as a movie, like we 
got away with like a miracle. Like we yeah. robbed the like, the heavens or something. Because yeah. nothing should have worked. Nothing. No. Nothing about no. what we did should work. We had no idea what we were doing. We were just going at it because we love movies. Yeah. I mean, we just like wrote a script. It was our both of our first time writing a feature length script. Casting actors, doing yeah. like we did everything really to some degree. Oh yeah, except yeah. hair and makeup. <laughs> That's the only thing we don't we don't know how to do. We did not touch in the slightest those hair and makeup, but every other job we had a hand in. Yeah. So it was like, and depending on the job, I mean, we were the only ones possibly doing it. Too. Yeah, I know, and it was like, and then we had people that were doing jobs, but they were never on set. Yeah. And it, so it was like, well, technically this person did some of this work, but they were never here to like implement it or take care of it. Yeah. And names won't be named, but yeah, <laughs> brutal, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. brutal. But that's why you know I, you can't get too mad at any of them either. I would never, no, you know, like I said. We had no idea. And also, no one was getting paid. We had no idea. They had no idea. No one had any idea. That's how we all ended up in this situation. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no one had an idea about anything. Um, let's see. Okay. So, breaks are good, but they come with a price. I thought. I think we should discuss when we feel it's appropriate to take a break or when you feel you need to push through and get back to it. So, I felt I was, I was getting a little worried where I was like... We need to actually just like get, just do it. Like we just need to get back in. We just need to do an episode. I think I felt like if we just did one episode, it would just, we would just get back into the groove. And well, it would see, be we're no on the deal. same wavelength, man. Cause I was like, you know, what? I just need to start editing the <laughs> yeah. last podcast episode. Yeah. That we did in 2023. Just get on it. Mm-hmm. I haven't done it, but I've really been thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, just like, but to be more serious, like, yeah, getting back to work, like, Holidays are over. Mm-hmm. It's the new year. Let's get back on it because yeah, we have time schedules that we really need to hit. Yeah, you know? like getting this out for all the festivals of next year because that's probably the best we can get. Yeah, and that's unless I, we want to cut ourselves short. Because I think if we can, like, I think you had talked about if we could get Dickhead essentially done by like July or yeah. June. And just uh, get in there for we all can those get festivals. In, like that's uh we can get into submissions for South by Southwest. We can get in submissions for Sundance. I mean, not that we're gonna necessarily get those. No, but like not at all. But you gotta Fantastic try it. Fest, Tribeca, uh LA Horror Fest, like all these movies, like all those are at the end of the year. That's when all the submissions are. Yeah. It's so like we got it's like really September. September that. is like a big one. Like that's when Sundance cuts off. That's when a lot of places cut yeah. off. Like I don't know when Can is, but like I know, like I think Palm Palm Desert or Palm Springs. I think that cuts off in September. Yeah. So yes, yeah, so, so like, like as long as like we kind of are at a place where we can start like submitting and stuff like that by the end of our the third quarter of the year. Yeah. Well, not just that, but also researching, just yeah, building our plan that we're gonna take, you know, and yeah, like seeing what we can submit to. But yeah, so definitely, that's. That's a real one. Or else, I don't know. Like, if we if we miss like half of the year for 2024, 2025, do we just wait? Do we just say, hey, let's just focus on post. We'll just polish it more. Essentially just twiddle our fingers and then come in for 2026. How would you, I mean, just 
Honestly, I would I I I'm not sure yet because I don't know what it is. What uh the rest is going to be like. Mm. Like it, to me it would be unacceptable if we weren't like completely picture locked and it was like we're waiting cuz we need to save up like 10 grand to get the sound done. Yeah. That would be what I would I what would push the film back to me for another year is because we literally just have to save every penny or get loans or something to get it done. Yeah. Because that's the big worry. I don't think we should be like, oh, we're still editing in 2026. If we're doing that, we're fucking like <laughs> we're in bad, bad shape. Oh, yeah. No, 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 no. <laughs> At that right. point, then you got to look in the mirror. <laughs> <laughs> it's like we made dickhead. <laughs> yeah. We ain't editing Citizen Kane 2. Like, yeah, we got to fucking like it's like there's only so much we can do. Right. Like. Uh, to get that edit to where it is like we could work I mean I, technically we could probably work on it forever but it's like at a point it's like we're not even really like, we're making points of a percentage of it better which well, is crazy honestly this is just me throwing this out there not even talking with you or anything but I think it's probably gonna be three more months to finish I mean look we're already halfway through January yeah you know and we're not on the audio thing yet yeah. So probably about three more months before we finish. Yeah, I, I think. think that's fair. I think. So, you know, then it's like, well, where does that put us out? Because then we want to get some feedback from people, right? Yeah. Some and then we go back to it again. Well, my my thought process on is, right now is we get the current uh, scene six in the timeline. Then we do the audio, the temp audio cut. And then we start looking for... Um, who we're gonna who's gonna do the color like that's when we start like really looking and then we're sending out yeah because we need to be because i don't know because what that process is going to be like yeah, like hiring know. people for this and then hopefully by then like taxes will be done right it'll be like april so like taxes will yeah. have to be done and that's probably what i'm put a lot of my taxes into is dickhead and that's where it's we're gonna really get an idea, right? Yeah. Is it gonna cost us fifteen thousand dollars? Is it gonna cost us ten thousand dollars? Are we gonna do we wanna try to push for more? Cause we could shop around and try to find cheaper or whatever, right? It's like that's where I'm like, I have no idea. Literally zero. Like, cause the main thing I'm worried about is is the sound. <laughs> yeah. I don't really like I, I feel like we can get a composer for pre like relatively inexpensive. Oh, like I think into so, yeah. the it, like one or two thousand dollars even. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, and then coloring. If we're not doing it ourselves, um, we can definitely probably uh, that is something that can be cheap because every motherfucker is a DP colorist. That's true, but, but we have also that big issue with the coloring. Yeah, but that's something that if and we really took bad exposure, so that's already pushing. Yeah, match. Yeah, that's what's scaring me is coloring because I have no idea. Yeah. If you told me what's fair for a colorist to charge, I'd be like, I don't exactly. 10, I, have, 10, I don't 000, know what's fair 20, for. 000? I don't know what's fair for anybody. But but also, I think we need to put like what we are willing to to spend as well. Well, I think honestly, I think it has to be whatever you can part with. Yeah. If you can survive without this, it, it's got to go to the saving for the film, or just saving at least at the very least, just yeah. saving. Yeah. So when we have the money. We can pay. Yeah, because that's what the thing is like. I and I know we, this is probably something we should have already been doing. It's like reaching out to people, but also I don't want to do it because I don't know how much further we are until because 
pretty much until we're picture locked. I don't want to really talk to anyone until I know like I can give you dates. Yes, exactly. You, we can set up meetings. Like I don't want to get into that. Cause, because, yeah, because I kind of had started doing that because I had talked to a couple composers and I had even sent them yeah. like a few clips and they had even composed some stuff for us. And then, uh, but then the problem was they were like, oh, I'm ready to start working. I'm like, we're not ready to give you anything. <laughs> like, yeah. You're going to have to wait like six months. It would have been longer than that since I had started talking to them like at, earlier last year. Yeah. It that, would have been like a whole year. They would just been waiting on their hands. That, that's why I didn't want to talk to anyone. Because mm-hmm. also, you know, we were experiencing that uh, with our crew, you know, our cast and crew. They're like, well, when's it going to be done? And I was like, what? Done? <laughs> Bro, it ain't going to be done for years. What are you talking about? Yeah. yeah. Like, you know, we're amateurs. We need to put in the time and effort and learn all this shit. Yeah, we like a, like we were literally learning how to edit to a professional degree as best professionals we could and can. As we can, yeah. And and that it's like right, you're like asking us to just learn that shit overnight. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's like yeah, it's not going to be done, and that's why I don't want to talk to. I haven't talked to anyone. I've just been saving like links and mm-hmm. just keeping them in mind. Because also, I guess just other projects just seen. Once you string someone along, they're not going to stay hooked. Yeah. And I also, you know? it's like, man, you don't want to burn too many bridges. Yeah, that's kind of burning because you're getting someone to invest their time in you. And it's like, dude, you were, you didn't come through. Your, and it's like, yeah, I don't want right. to bother you unless yeah. this is a serious thing that's happening. And right. if I don't go with you, it's because I'm not going with you. But it's then done. You know, it's not someone just kind of lingering. Right. It's not like, well, we're, not, their plans. we're not locked yet. So we're not showing you any footage. <laughs> so just hold hold on for it. Yeah. Right. And then just keep stringing them along. And yeah. Like and then like how we were with how and the editor makes strung you look, us. That look makes you look bad, right? It does, and it just feels shitty. And it also is like very demoralizing too. Yeah. Because it's like, it's like, well, we can only work on it when we can work on it. Like that's the part, hardest yeah. part is like we don't have every hour like in a day. Just some days where we don't have the say. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like the crappy thing is is like we're getting like one day a week and then if something happens or schedules change or like one of us isn't filling up to it, it's like, well, that week is skipped. <laughs> that yeah, whole literally. week is skipped, right? Well, I mean, that's why we took such a long break, right? Yeah. You know, it was you like, weren't up to it or I wasn't up to it. Mm-hmm. You know, and it, or literally we just couldn't. Yeah. And, and you know, honestly, when you'd be like, Yeah, man, I'll, let's skip a week, I'd be like, all right, I'm cool, man. I'm yeah, gonna just play that some was, magic or that, so, you that know, was a just, big fear of mine. Is I was getting a little too comfortable, like just being not, able to be home and relax, not having that responsibility <laughs> on my shoulders. But then I was like, it was starting to weigh on me big time because I was like, yeah, you're just being a fucking lazy fuck, and you're not getting anything done, but dude. That's such a good thing, it, right? It, that's because it, it's look, look, we're here getting back to it. Yeah. Like as easily, as, dickhead could have just disappeared, and we never talk about it or acknowledge it. It's just a black hole in, in our lives. Yeah, you know. But hey, we ain't there yet. Not We're to not, say it ain't approaching. That's what I'm saying. We ain't there but, yet. That was a big fear of mine. Was just like, well, I mean, if we just stop the podcasting, like it's not like there's gonna be a public outcry. <laughs> Bring back the show. Like that's no, true. no one's gonna fucking say a goddamn word. If when I, you said blink, yeah. <laughs> that's it. Just poop. <laughs> yeah. It would just pop out of existence and it would just, they would just probably just sit on the Zencaster server for forever. 
And like every now and then someone would probably go and look at it because we have a Cargill episode and we have a Lucky McKee episode yeah. and we have a script fella episode. Uh, what was that guy's name? Not Damien. Uh, what's script fella's name? Oh, Dominic Morgan. Dominic Morgan. There you go. Sorry, Dominic. <laughs> <laughs> Damien. <laughs> it could have been Satan. I don't know. <laughs> but like, I mean, we're here now, so it's, I'm not really worried about it. And I feel like a lot better just, you know, sitting down and having a talk. So it's like, it's really nice. Well, also just us getting to it. I mean, yeah, the only reason Dickhead has this much motivation or momentum between us, at least, mm-hmm. is because of the time it took, you know, to learn and theorize with each other back and forth just have that rally amongst each other and be like well what about this no what about that and just kind of learning from one another yeah other than exploring that together editors like fucking us for like two years that too but i mean even when they were i was still researching stuff you know like okay once we we get to sound this is what we're gonna run into so i was like looking up i think i was looking up a lot of uh, adr options and how we could cheat that or whatever yeah you know, or how you re-record it. Can we do it ourselves? Whatever. So, you know, we were always on it. Um, and I think it shows. And I think it'll show even more as time progresses. Like, I don't really think we're losing out. But it, it, it we got to work on it. <laughs> yeah. And and not just work on it, but we got to make progress on it. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's at that point. We had the, We had the years where we were just saying we're working on it, but there's no progress being done. Mm-hmm. But now it's like, no, there's got to be some actual progress. Even if you're not ready for that progress, there has to be because. Well, we were making. You're the, getting to that, man. The thing was, too, was like like last year. Well, I don't know if it was last year or the or 2022 where we went to the cabin. I can't remember. Maybe it was 2022. 2022, yes. Because that was like, to me, was like a big breakthrough. It was like all of a sudden things just started kind of clicking. And it was like, oh, maybe we should have done this like five years ago. <laughs> where yeah, we again, really, where we just kind of isolated ourselves and really just kind of like looked at it. Because I think the thing too was like, it's just so much you just don't know until you know it. Yes. And yeah, until definitely. you know it, you don't know that you didn't know it. Like, I know it sounds like a he knows that I know yeah, that definitely. he knows. <laughs> because it makes perfect sense. Because it, it was kind of like, we probably could have finished this movie like a year after we were done. If we had just uh, stopped everything that we were doing and like got a cabin for a week. Yes and no. Because. Yes and no. Because look at your first edit. Yeah. It's great. I liked it. It's such mm-hmm. a great edit. We would have gone with that. Yeah. Look at what we got now. I mean, I think. No offense, buddy, but I think it's oh, a little better. It's world's better. Yeah, but not just that, the whole story and everything is different. You know, it's a different film completely. The movie, yeah. I, I literally edited a comedy. So. what? And the one that we and edited we're, is. And we're not that funny. So uh, if we did it yeah. within a year and a half. Yeah. Versus what we're going to get now, I think. I don't know. I think it's yeah. going to be. I think the time is going to be. It's going to show. Yes. The the learning that we've done is going to show. What we learned, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we learned. We learned something and it feels a lot better, right? Yeah. I think what I'm just excited for is uh, to just keep going and to see also like what's next. And it feels exciting, man. I got to admit, yeah. I'm like really excited about Dickhead. That's why when I think about it, it, 
so much of it feels like a workout because you know you never want to work out but then when you do you feel pretty good exactly when you started to show the gains you're feeling pretty good yeah and we had yeah and this you know like it was like yeah man like i don't necessarily i'm tired i want to just get high and play video games but then i work on it and you know once you get started you'll easily drop like two hours like nothing then that's my problem is just finding two hours or four hours yeah. or whatever but it is. But what I'm saying is like you can easily just get yeah. drawn into it where oh yeah, before you know it, you've put in a full day's work. And uh, and after it, like, yeah, I feel pretty good. I, know, feel, I feel I would feel great. And I remember it always because I'm always rendering them out because I, I like to watch them on the projector. And I'd always, I, and it was just like, wow, man. It's just getting better and better yeah, it's and getting better. tired for what it is. For what yeah. it, it's like someone getting a bunch of throw up yeah. and we molded it back into a cake for you to eat. Yeah, exactly. It's just getting better and better. Yeah. Our and, technique. And, yeah. Cause I, 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 I think the thing that I, I am just enjoying a lot too about where we're at in the edit is like, we, I don't know if it was like, like a self-flagellation thing, but we were just like, we're cutting everything. <laughs> we are going as bare bones as we can. And it's really kind of working because we're getting through all of our rough patches fast. Like literally it's, like it's working a lot in the runtime. Like, you know, films, every film has a rough patch. Every film has those rough patches. And some f- filmmakers like really lean into them because they're like a really important thing, like part of the story or film to them. I always think about the opening of Halloween, like the delivery is so bad when she's like, Michael. And yeah. it's like just a terrible, like scared delivery. And I was like, they only did that shot like once because it's like a crazy one right? And it like, oh, took yeah. forever. Mm-hmm. So they probably did it like once or twice. And you gotta just be like, well, it is what it is it is what it is let's just get through that real quick yeah <laughs> and then we'll get to loomis on screen and then yeah who knows where we go from there right like because yeah it's, i think it's just about getting through the rough patches and telling the best story you can the most complete story as well well on that note i gotta pee all right but well you want we'll pee and then we'll play a, a, a quick game do you want a, another drink or yeah i can do another drink all right. Okay, so we're in the wrap-up portion of the show. You're getting a double whammy. Normally, we would only do either or, but we're doing both because we're going extra. The question is, what did you want to do first, buddy? Did you want to read the script or play the game? Let's do the script first. Okay, so this script, um, this is something I started writing a little bit ago. Um, and it's intentionally supposed to be written by both Steven and myself. What happened to that? Uh, well, it's like if you liked it, the story, we would write it, finish it together. Oh, type okay. Of thing. And because this is part of the, the script I was telling you where it's like, it's the making of the movie and the movie is the movie. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. All right. So this is uh, First Take Studios Presents and our, fict- our fictional production studio is First Take Studios. That's definitely us. <laughs> this will maybe be written by Stephen and Tom. Which I misspelled your name on. Steve and Tom. That's all right. <clears throat> and this hot dog cart is very important to the story. <laughs> 
Fade in. Exterior. Saul's hot dog cart. Morning. Standing in a wrinkly suit and tie, <laughs> Tom spoke at Saul, who stood there holding a bun in one hand and a set of tongs in the other. Tom is very late for his morning meeting, but never misses getting a hot dog from Saul's cart, located outside the production studios. You know the thing about good hot dogs? They don't require any condiments. I mean, a really good hot dog isn't even called a hot dog. It's called a sausage. Saul stood there with a vacant stare plastered on his face. Though your cart doesn't say Saul's hot dogs. Wait, wait, wait. I don't even know how to read my own writing. <laughs> Though your cart does say Saul's hot dogs and not Saul's sausages. Saul groaned, sliding the dog into his bun. So mustard... Like always? Yes, mustard, mustard, please. Saul spurts mustard all over the hot dog and hands it over to Tom, who gulps down half of it in one bite. Don't choke on it. My first aid certificate has expired. <laughs> A glob of mustard lands on Tom's shirt as he rushes off, consuming the rest of the dog. Cut to interior, first take studios, five minutes later. Tom runs through the studio offices, but pauses. All the staff are missing. The small office space is... A boring white and gray, except for a series of posters set along the back offices. Hello? Where the hell is everybody? A voice from the back office replies. Uh, back here, buddy. Cut to interior, Tom and Steve's office. The office was tiny. In fact, it barely fit both their desks in the center. In fact, oh, Jesus Christ. It barely fit both their desks in the center. Each had their back against the wall and screens making what looked to be a makeshift cubicle. Uh, where the hell were you? I had to get my hot dog. Oh. Steve's eyes, the mustard stain. Ugh, I can tell. You know, those things will kill you. Well, not soon enough. So, you know, what happened? Where is everybody? Uh, Richie is pissed. We decided to recast Lucy. He said he is pulling out all the funding. Tom plumps down in his chair. A small mirror on his desk reflects the mustard stain on his shirt. But she sucks. She has no natural talent. He's fucking her. Of course he's fucking her. Guess we really are in Hollywood now, buddy. What else do you think he wants her in the movie so badly? Why else do you think he wants her in the movie so badly? I know she sucks, but maybe we can figure something out. I don't give a fuck if he's the producer or the financier. Fuck that guy. Something has to be said for our artistic integrity. Well, we got to fit her in somewhere. How? I mean, Steve Hand goes to his head, pulling at his hair. This is part of making it, isn't it? Dealing with these assholes. Tom taps on the desk. Steve pulls at his hair more. Stop that or you'll go bald. Speak for yourself. Well, let's talk this through, dude. So Lucy, she can't deliver any emotion. She just, she isn't moving anyone to tears, but goddamn, she's got some great tits. You're a fucking misogynistic prick, you know that? Well, let's use that, man. Accentuate her beauty. Tom stood pointing to the poster on their wall. We fucking made dickhead work. You think we can make this work? We have some money and support backing us this time. We pulled miracles out of our asses before. Okay, okay. You're right. 
Maybe we start over, huh? New story? But we already pitched the film. I mean, that's what they agreed to. Ah, fuck that. We can do this. Write something better. We can do that. I know we can. Vampires. Vampires? Just one. Lucy will be a mute vampire. She will be running through the woods. Okay, Tom perks up his hands getting animated. An old vampire hunter is chasing her. She is weakened, looking for blood. Her crypt was out in the woods or in the desert or something. Was her classic, we can use Big Bear again. You know, that's a good one. Right, right. Okay, so she runs out of a lonely fog. She runs onto a lonely fog road and nearly gets hit by a truck. A bald, fat dude slams into her, sending her flying. He pops his tires, braking, which echoes through the woods, signaling the hunter. Right now, we don't think it's the vampire, though. She's just maybe like a scared girl running for her life in like a, maybe like a silky, uh, see-through white gown. You know, innocence. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The driver gets out. He looks all over for what he hit, you know, blood all over his hood. A high beams cutting through the fog. A shadowy figure appears behind them. Do we cut away to the hunter again? Or do we... Tom is typing furiously on his laptop now. Uh, uh, I think we can do a cutaway. I'll cut on the screams as the driver is ripped apart, you know? Get some good blood. Uh, hunter arrives just a few moments too late. The driver is still alive. But now... Now he's a mangled mess. Okay, exactly. Okay, okay. So then the driver cries. He's begging for help. Oh, she get me. She bit me. The hunter stands over him, pulls out a log one stick and just drives it into the driver, spraying blood against the headlights. See, we could do a nice little cutaway on the headlights. Bam, cutaway. But to what, though? What about uh, a house full of ghosts? And a fraternity that sends its pledges there as part of their initiation. Uh, what does this have to do with the vampire? The vampire is going to drain the pledges, and this allows the ghosts to possess their bodies. Okay, so the cat is, cast is growing. Um, you realize that, right? We'll need to cast a bunch of new parts. Yeah, yeah. It will be quite the sizable cast, but luckily, the rest of the film can take place in the old sorority house. Okay. Maybe an extra large cast. <laughs> Ghosts, vampires, possessions. Lucy is the lead still, though. Well, how do we develop the vampire? Like lesbian stuff? You know, that's always a good sell in these markets. God, you and your goddamn lesbians. You don't like the lesbians? Buddy, everybody loves them. And you know this might actually be the right time for them. Well, now I like the way you think. But we need to get the producer back in here. We have to call him back. All right. You call him. I'll go get sandwiches, everyone. Which I just ate a hot dog, so I don't know. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> Slow down, Tubby. You thought ahead, huh, buddy? Uh, okay, that's the end of that part one. What You know, it was kind of interesting. I was thinking of writing, uh, as I was writing the script, I was writing it as I was trying to think of what your responses would be. So that's how you see me, huh? I made you like more of a the purest sense. <laughs> the purest, the self-righteous to, guy. To my misogyny <laughs> and my perversions. 
But, uh, buddy, what did you think of, of the balance uh, to your gang? Huh? What did you think of that little story there, buddy? Very nice, buddy. So this would be like a film within a film, right? Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. How would you? How do you even see it playing? Like, is it intercut, jumping back and forth? Is it like one section this, then one section that? I had, maybe like an anthology type look. The way thing? I, the way I had thought of it is, it's we actually make the movie that they're pitching, and then we make a making of the movie that's a fake making of the movie. So it would have a section of them pitching it, then us making it. Yeah. Then us making the making of the making of it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But oh, the, and then it would have the movie too? Yeah. but And that would be completely <laughs> separate from the movie. So it would have like five different things. Wait, the movie would be its own thing? Like yeah. it gets released as we a like, standalone? Yeah. Like we may actually make the movie that we're talking about making in this in this movie. And then we make a fake making of because, like, we would add like extra drama and like shit that yeah, doesn't actually it happen. Fun. It's completely own, yeah, fictional. Yeah, that was the idea. Fictional documentary. Yes, fictional real documentary, documentary about a, a movie, a real movie that we made. A fictional non-fictional documentary. Yeah. Damn! If only we did that for Dickhead. <laughs> Wouldn't that have been great? Especially eight years later. Yes, it would have been. Well, buddy, no, we're gonna just, get there. I know it. We're it just getting there. Like Twenty twenty-four. Just randomly cuts like a shot of Marion going like, "Jesus fucking Christ!" <laughs> just smoking. Yeah. <laughs> on her suite in the Bahamas. Like, God damn it, Dickhead, Dickhead. That my was my green card. <laughs> that was going to get me that Oscar. That was going to get me to America. Okay, buddy. Now, as the, to wrap up the show. Yes. We're going to do some horror movie trivia. See who's the big horror. So, you're going to have to be, huh? need, you're going to need some space because essentially. I'm going to need space? You need to collect all the weapons and there are five weapons there's oh, a machete shit. chainsaw a chainsaw a crossbow an axe an axe and a cross there's a cross i haven't seen any crosses so you need to get i found one cross so yeah i'm not sure how we're gonna do this <laughs> <laughs> i don't even know how to play this game I don't know either. Why don't we just go first to uh, the first weapon? Seven cards. The first to the first weapon, or the first to seven answers. Seven answers. Okay, so but there's two questions on each card, which is confusing. Oh, and then there's two answers though. Yeah. So one of these is going to be harder. So how about we, well, how about we just pick the answer that we will th think stumps ooh, the other? I have an idea. What do you think? Hold on. What do you think of this? We pick one or two. So we put our fate in our own hands. But isn't two always harder? I don't know. It looks like it's harder. Two on this one is way easier than one. Have you ever seen Flatliners or Precious? I've seen or Flatliners. Trixie? That's Verse 1408. Kevin Deep Bacon. Lucy, uh, Army of Darkness Feast. I think two is harder. Okay. So you'll just do one? Well, how about you can pick, but two's got to count for two points? Versus one only counting for one point? Sure. So it's like, well, you can go for the faster route. And then we'll do it to 10. Okay. Because you'll probably get them all right. Okay. Do you have a pen? 
uh, well, can't we just put the winning and losing card? But that, how do you know if you are a one or a two? See, it's getting complicated. Shit, that got complicated <laughs> real fast, buddy. Well, why don't we just do? Let's just uh, let's see. Let's just do the second one first, always. And if you don't get it, you get a second try with the first question. Okay. How's that? And then it can still be the first to ten, and it's one point. And if you fuck up, you gotta take a drink. Yeah, that's a punishment because that sounds too yeah. easy. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So uh, I'll ask you first. Do you want? No, let's do uh, rock paper scissors. Okay. Okay. Rock what? paper scissors. Oh. Oh shit! Oh. I went too fast. Oh <laughs> well, yeah. Wait. Yeah, I show what I have, and then you go to the. <laughs> that's how you win, buddy. Wait, is it? Are we doing? Isn't it rock paper scissors? Okay, rock, paper, scissors. Because sometimes it's rock, paper, scissors, go or shoot or whatever. I rock, used to do paper, like scissors. one, two, three. I stab you. One, two, three. Or rock, paper, scissors. Like that. One, two, go. Sure. Okay. One, one two, two, go. Okay, I ask first. <laughs> one thing about living in Santa Carla. Wait, I don't could... we still have to keep the numbers? No. How? We're always asking the second question. Yeah, but what if I only get the first one? Or what if I get none? How are you going to know? You just drink. <laughs> Every question but are you are we can't... going to 10? Yeah. So if you don't get any questions right, you just have to drink. And yeah, then... I know. But how are you going to know if I didn't get, you know, There's gonna be round a one right? There's going to be like a pile. The questions are all worth one. All the cards. Okay. You have to get first to 10 cards. Okay. So you have two chances on this card. Okay. One thing about living in Santa Carla, I could never stomach. That's easy. The Lost Boys. See? So you got that one right. I win. Okay. In the 1979 film, Tourist Trap, a group of friends are trapped in what establishment? <laughs> I <have> no idea. <laughs> a circus? Maybe I got the harder pile. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want me to tell you the answer? Or sure, I, I have no idea. A museum. Tourist trap. I'll take a drink for that, Well, I guess. hold on. You got to get the second question. Well, everyone I get wrong, I got to take a drink, right? No, we don't have that. Everyone you get wrong? Okay. That sounds even more fair. <laughs> you might get this one. What type of animal terrorizes Jennifer Conley and Dario Argento's, Argento's phenomena? Oh, there's a couple things here. I think it's insects or like crickets, but it's all, there's also a monkey in that movie. So what's your final answer, Mr. It's the bugs. Okay. Uh, no, a chimpanzee with a straight razor. <laughs> I knew the monkey. I said the monkey. <laughs> you did, but, but you the, said the no, bugs. No, the monkey protects her. I'll drink. <laughs> <laughs> he terrorizes her, apparently. The monkey protected her. I saw it. Does. It. it kills the bad guy. All right, so I'm already two, and you're at zero. You're at one. <laughs> I thought I got two right. Only one so far. No, but doesn't... Is it two points, or it's just one just card? Just one card is one point. Okay, no matter what. Yeah, no matter what. Okay. Let's just make it simple. Okay. God damn it, you're going to get this. Seconds are not easier on my... I, I got, like, <laughs> the fucking kindergarten question. In what movie does the government sanction an annual 12-hour period during which all criminal activity is legal? The purge, the purge. God. <laughs> hey, the second question's even easier. Also, you get to pick whatever one? No, we always ask the second one first. Always the second. Okay. Yeah. 
In the 2006 film Silent Hill, what sound signals the transformation of the town into a nightmarish dimension? It's actually pretty bells? easy. Uh, Church bells? Are you sure that's what you want to go with? Is that your final answer? A horn? What's your final answer? <laughs> Tell oh, me. A horn? Bells, horns. Bells. Bells. Yeah. <laughs> An air raid siren. <laughs> No one knows that. It's the same thing. Horn? I know it is. That's why I was confused. Okay, okay. Next question. Okay, you might get... You You should probably get this, I think. What hangs above Tina's bed at a nightmare on Elm Street? <laughs> the fuck if I would know that one end. Oh, yeah. A cross. Crucifix. You got it. Jesus. <laughs> yes, it was Jesus. <laughs> God. Oh, this one will be easy. For you. Uh, you, if you don't win, you're you gotta you gotta reevaluate. What 2005 <laughs> movie involves a group of friends who get trapped in a cave and encounter strange, ooh, bloodthirsty ooh. Cre- creatures? That's one of my favorites, The Descent. Yes. And you know, when I first saw it, I've I only saw the American ending because there's two endings. Yeah. Yeah, which one did you see first? Do you know? Uh, the whichever one where she's blowing out the cake. Oh yeah, that's the European route, right? Because she yeah. spoilers. Boom, Get, boom, 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 boom. Hold on for thirty seconds. Well, she dies, or she gets lost, trapped in the cave, right? Yeah. No, mind she escapes the cave. Oh, and then she gets picked up by like a like a someone on the side of the road, right? No, no. Then uh, she sees her dead friend, and that's a jump scare. The oh. one she betrays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Asian one. And then uh, like a semi passes by her and makes the hallucination go away. And then she's just there crying oh. on the side of the road. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Because I remember I wa- when I watched that movie, I was so fucking freaked out. I had to like watch. I like, think The Descent's awesome, dude. I had to watch like a happy movie so I could like <laughs> go to bed. <laughs> that movie freaked me out. I love The Descent. And you know what? That's an all-female cast. Yep. You know, that's kind of the premise. See? Just make a good movie. Yeah. Just make a fucking good movie. Yeah. That's why when people were shitting on Annihilation, and I'm like, it's like all it's like 96% female cast. Like it's like a girl power movie. Just happened to have bear bear monsters. Okay, go ahead, buddy. I'm sorry. (laughs) Bear monsters? That was a scary bear monster though. Yeah. Uh so this will be easy, and you'll get this. What actor stars in the horror comedy Shaun of the Dead, directed by Edgar Wright? Well, I mean, there's a lot of actors, but Simon Pegg? No. Nick Frost? Of course it's Simon oh. Pegg. <laughs> I was like, do you want me to name the whole cast? <laughs> I don't think he could go further than Nick Frost. Yeah, I can. Who? Uh, there is Bill Nye, who plays the dad. Mm-hmm. That's where I stop. <laughs> oh, uh, the comedian. Shane Black. <laughs> no, Shane Black, no. He was in Black Books. He's yeah. like, uh, you know who I'm talking about? Dylan Thomas? I don't know his name. I don't know his name. Oh, this actually could be a hard one. Subjects believe they are part of a study on insomnia and end up being terrorized by Hugh Crane's ghost in what 1999 film? Hugh Crane? Wait, read the first sentence. Subjects believe they are part of a study on insomnia and end up being terrorized by Hugh Crane's ghost in what 1999 film? 
<laughs> Starring, I think, Liam Neeson as well. Oh, thank you. God, that's a remake. House on Haunted Hill. No. House on a Hill. No. Haunted House. Haunted. You're, you're getting close. House on Mansion Hill. <laughs> you give up? Yeah, damn it. It's The Haunting. You are so close. Yeah, that's a remake. You're definitely going to get the second question, though. A fucking dead animal could get this one. <laughs> Junon was the inspiration for what American horror film? The Gridge. Yeah. Did you ever see Junon? I have, yeah. It's very... Honestly, I think they're both pretty scary. I think The Grudge is better because it's a movie where Juan's just a collection of yeah. different stories. Of the ghosts in the house, yeah. But damn, man, Juan's pretty fucking scary, man. I don't know. There's something about that like... Early 2000s Japanese horror movie. Yeah. Terrifying. That like 90s, 2000s, like Pulse. Just the way they filmed and everything. Yeah, Pulse is fucking... That movie's fucking scary. Yeah, man. Anyways, you're going to get this one. Hi, I'm Chucky. Want to play? <laughs> What's the question? That's the question. What is that movie? Oh, Child's Play. I was like, okay. Yeah. No, Hi, I'm Chucky. Want to play? Play what? Yeah. <laughs> oh, if you, if you have to have seen this movie to get this question. I don't know. What day does Tree have to relive over and over in the 2017 movie Happy Death Day? What tree? What is Her she? name is Tree. What does she have to live? What day does Tree have to relive over and over in the 2017 movie Happy Death Day? Her birthday? I'll take that. What is it? The day of her murder on her birthday. Okay. So it's her birthday. Which is her murdered. Okay, look. <laughs> Damn, where are you at? You're getting close. You're at four? Sometimes the second one's easier. You're at five. You're halfway there. Sometimes the second one's easier. And then sometimes the first one's easier. So how about we ask the harder ones? Sure. I'll go for the easy one first for you. So I seem fair to the <laughs> loser. Even though you're only down by one. Two. Okay. No, wait. I lost one. You lost one. Right? No, you're at five. You, well, have, not, at, you have not missed. And you're at four. This is the easy one. And then I'll tell you the okay, the first one, which I think is harder. What is the name of the sequel to Ridley Scott's Alien? Aliens? <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's okay. what I'm saying. But here's the first one. Which, oh, well, I guess this is pretty easy too. But this one feels harder. Literally. <laughs> which actress plays a psychotherapist who enters the mind of a comatose serial killer in the 2000 film The Cell? Uh, that's uh, Jennifer Lopez or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. But that's which one seems harder? The Jennifer Lopez one. Right. Yeah, that's okay. definitely harder. So we'll let you pick dealer's choice, and then you take a drink, and then you lose. Okay. So ask me whatever is the hardest. Wolfman's got nard. Oh shit! <laughs> name name the movie. <laughs> I would know this one instantly. So I thought Wolfman's got nards. Wolfman's got nards. I have no idea. It's uh, the Monster Squad. Monst you never seen it? Fuck's a Monster Squad. It's like the Avengers, oh, but for Universal no. Monsters. It's actually pretty good. I'm, it, is it like Toxic Avengers? No. It's like all the Universal Monsters come to a small town to like 
like sacrifice a virgin girl or something? Uh, in the movie, okay, here's your second question. This one is going to be tricky because it's asking for a very specific thing that I don't think is ever really mentioned in the movie. In the movie, 28 Days Later, what was the name of the virus that turned most people in the flesh eating zombies? And 28 Days Later? Yeah. The, what's the name of the virus? Yeah. The Rage virus? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, you got it. What was it? The Rage. Oh, okay. I don't know why. Like, I remember being like, we got the Rage, man. Yeah. We got the Rage. <laughs> and then they go crazy. I, I missed that part. <laughs> <laughs> he gave me the rage, bro. <laughs> I got the rage in my eye. Oh, you won't get this one. Actually, if you get this one, this would be very impressive. It actually, would. I'd be no, like, damn, no, buddy. No, okay, no. you know your shit. <laughs> what genetically created mutant breed of insect tries to destroy mankind in the 1997 film Mimic? Uh, they're cockroaches. Yeah. Yeah. I had no idea. Yeah. I was like, I've seen that. I love that movie. It's Guillermo del Toro. Who the fuck saw Mimic? I did. I did in theaters twice. Mira Silvino's in it, right? <sighs> oh, God. This one's too easy. I, I would never. You are, you're getting this card no matter what. So let's ask the hard one, I guess. Oh, fuck. This is the easiest card in existence. <laughs> Just know that this. <laughs> Just remember, this is the hard question. What movie contains a scene in which a father chases his son around a hedge mage with an axe? Oh, The Shining. Yes. What's the first one? Then? I see dead people. <laughs> Name that movie. <laughs> That's the easiest card ever. What is the name of that movie? Six, the Success. <laughs> see the out, the drugs out. All right. Let's see. You're at seven, buddy. Wow, that is way too easy. I'll read you this one because it's way too easy, but I'm going to give you the harder one. Okay. I haven't read it, though. After dying in the electric chair and making a deal with the devil, Horace Pinker, Pinker continues his murderous ways in what 1989 film directed by Wes Craven? The Thinner. Shocker. I have no idea. But... Was it called Shocker? Yeah, it was called Shocker. Okay. But here's the first one. In 2007, Rob Zombie directed what remake about a young Michael Myers? (laughs) (laughs) Hmm. A young Michael Myers, huh? (laughs) Was that called uh, like uh, Easter? (laughs) Jesus. I guess people could get that wrong. (laughs) People that have never. People we know. Yeah. We'll put it that way. Oh. Ooh. Not the people we fraternize with. You got one that beat me, huh? I'll need a refill if that's the case. This is an Uh-oh, interesting one. He I, has I, a I, smile. What was the name of the killer and mortician in the movie Phantasm? I have no idea. The tall man. Okay, you probably get this one. Oh. I think I've seen Phantasm once and I fell asleep. It's pretty good. No, it was good. Wasn't that with the little people that attacked their car? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're like little dwarves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I watched it three I, times and I fell asleep each time. It's yeah, it's actually pretty good, I think. I I listened to the audio biography of the guy that wrote it or, or the guy that made it. Okay, so what post what post what post-apocalyptic horror TV series is based off the comic book series created by Robert Kirkman? Can you repeat that? Yeah, I thought a, it was your turn. 
Oh, this is the other question, huh? Yeah, this is the second question. Okay. Because you didn't get the Phantasm question right. Yeah, damn. What post-apocalyptic horror TV series is based off the comic book series created by Robert Kirkman? Oh, that's going to be The Last of Us. No. no, 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 no. I'm sorry. Walking Dead. Yes, correct. Oh, but that's still a drink. Oh, you might not know this one. Okay, I'm ready. Mm. Interesting. Damn, I'm, I think both of these would be interesting to see if you get. So I'll go with maybe what's the hardest one? Because I don't know it. What 1970s pop music icon starred as Nikki and David Cronenberg's Videodrome? I definitely... Oh, have I even heard of that person? I think so. I've seen Videodrome, but I don't... Is that with um, James Woods? Yes. And he puts videotapes in his stomach. <laughs> I... I don't think I got that far. Because there's like people that are like trying to control his mind. And he sees like weird sex tapes that have. What? Yeah. It's like he sees like weird sex tapes and then he imagines putting the tape inside of his body. And he's living the sex tape? Yeah. I have no no idea. That's pretty wild. It's pretty wild. I've always heard video drums. Great. It's pretty good. I saw it and I fell asleep immediately. It's like this guy sending you tapes, but he's dead. So it's his daughter sending the tapes, but he's alive in the videos or something. It's fucking weird. But I don't know who. And that's what from the 80s, right? Yeah. David Bowie? (laughs) (laughs) Deborah Harry. Oh, I have no idea. You've heard the name though, right? Uh, I actually don't think I know any. From Heart? Deborah Harry. I probably wouldn't know a song. No idea. I don't know people. I probably know the song. Yeah, you're right. I don't know music. Damn. Okay. What about this? This is interesting. You might get this because you know what it what it's from. Okay. I'll put it that way. <laughs> okay. That's probably a big hint. What movie's tagline was just when you thought it was safe to go back in the water? It's Jaws, right? Yes, it is. Yeah. No, that's not Jaws. What? Go back in the water. Clearly, it's a sequel of oh. some sort. Just it's is it Jaws two? Are you just throwing a number out there? <laughs> just when you thought it was safe to go back in the water, it's not Jaws. It's not even a shark movie. I don't think. Uh huh. It's I, I know I I know I've <laughs> it's heard not it. Jaws. Huh? <sighs> I don't know. What's your answer? Come on, you gotta <laughs> just throw something out there. Just when you thought it was safe to go back in the water. Just give me anything, man. Come on. <laughs> just give me something, man. I'll just give it to you. I would, just I would, give me something. Lake Placid is what popped in my head. <laughs> no, Jaws 2. Oh! <laughs> what? I psyched myself out of it. You don't have to take a drink for that. I'm gonna do it. Okay. Trust it. Oh, this one actually might scoop you up because it's, it's a tough one. It's a quote. Trust, oh, it's a quality. trust is a tough thing to come by these days. Is there more to the quote? That's it. <laughs> trust is a uh, the thing. Yes. You really? Yes. You want to know what the easy question was? Yeah. What is the name of the evil company in the Resident Evil movie franchise? Oh, gosh. Give me an umbrella. Uh, umbrella Corporation. You got it wrong. Oh, okay, go. You ahead. know what's the movie I always think about? The uh, Chernobyl umbrellas of Chernobyl. Oh, Sherberg. Umbrellas of Sherberg or whatever. Yeah. I think about that movie a lot. 
That was a fucking... That one really stuck with me. You know, in 2020, last year I watched, uh, for the first time, I watched Singing in the Rain. Yeah. That I've, never, I've never seen Singing in the Rain. That movie is fucking incredible. Yeah. Incredible. I mean, it's considered one of the greats, right? The most iconic scenes. Of, I don't know why it's on the is Criterion that list. Yeah. Gene Kelly just dancing in the rain. Mm-hmm. Gene Kelly was amazing, Well, not only dude. it's... it's but it's Babylon. Yeah, okay. They show uh, Singing in the Rain in Babylon at yeah, the end, right? Because Singing in the Rain is about silent movie actors moving into talkies and they don't have, they can't, uh, they can't act. So they overdub their voices with this girl and the girl is like, I want to be the star. Blah, 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 blah. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That sounds way deeper than I thought a movie Singing in the Rain would be about. Yeah. Oh, it's actually amazing. Chazelle has been chasing. It's like if Chazelle got to make the perfect movie, he would have made Singing in the Rain. Really? Because he's been trying to make that movie since he's been making movies. Really? Yeah. You should watch it. it does it make your top five? Uh, no. Really? It's a musical. It's like nine hours long. <laughs> top ten? <laughs> oh, yeah. Probably. It's really good. No, I believe you. I'm just, that makes me really want to see it now. It's really good. I mean, it's always one of, it. again, it's like that challenging movie. It's like, okay, well, if you want to know about cinema, seeing it in the rains one. I think uh, it's a movie that has to be watched by every single person. Do you think? is in movies. What about Ben-Hur? That was a big one. I know, I've never seen it. Me either. Or Lawrence of Arabia. Never seen it. Me either. Well, buddy, what's the next question? Does Kubrick have movies like that? And which ones? Kubrick? Yeah. That has to be seen? Yeah. 2001, uh, Dr. Strangelove, The Shining. Uh, I think everyone should also watch Barry Lyndon. Pretty much, and yeah, Clockwork Orange. Like, like, every yeah. movie, like every single Kubrick movie I think needs to be watched, except for Fear and Desire, which is his first one. I'm surprised you didn't mention, uh, I mean, you said every movie, but I'm surprised you didn't mention my name, uh, Eyes Wide Shut. Yeah. But I think that's that one is probably the least of all of his filmography because I think that one is very specific for just like more like intelligent people. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's it's just a weird movie because uh, it's one of those weird. It's one of those movies where it gets just gets better every time you watch it. It's kind of like a Kubrick fans film, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. It's like if you like Kubrick, once check you this watch Doctor Strangelove and once you watch those movies, you you will just keep enjoying it more and more and more. You know right. who has a crazy one though? Sorry for another oh, tangent. Right. The right. Cohen brothers. Yes. Right? Go watch No Country and watch Raising in Arizona. Yep. Or oh. then watch A Serious Man or whatever that one yeah. is with uh You'd be like what? with uh which one's the one with Billy Bob Thornton? A S- simple man or they did that one? Mm-hmm. Where he's uh And he bangs uh Scarlett Johansson. What? Billy Bob Thornton. It's like know. a black and white movie. Is that the one where he kills a guy at the end? Yes. Scarlett Johansson's not in that. Mm-hmm. He has sex with Scarlett Johansson. Mm-hmm. Isn't she just a kid? Mm-hmm. Oh. Yep. And then he gets abducted by aliens. Okay. That's a different movie. Yeah. No, I was thinking uh, where Billy Bob got his start. Oh, that's a simple plan. You're right. That's not Coen Wait, Brothers. They did a simple... No, uh, Sam Raimi Sam did. Raimi. Yeah, yeah, Simple Plan's amazing. Yeah. No, but I thought you were talking about that. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's... Um, mm-hmm. That's... Uh, mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My mama wouldn't do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, sling Blade. Yeah, sling Blade. That's a really good one. Yeah, Sling Blade's pretty good. That's a great movie. All right, buddy. Ask your question. All right. Oh, that's too easy. Oh, this is a cute one. This 1990 movie about an infestation of murderous spiders features John Goodman and Jeff Daniels. Arachnophobia. Yep. What's the other question? Uh, In what movie do the survivors use Petri dishes with blood samples and a heated wire to deter? Yeah, I didn't even finish. Set in in 1630s New England, what 2015 movie involves an English farmer and his family who relocates to a forest which lurks an unknown evil? Oh, um, The Witch? The Witch. Well, buddy, that's 10 cards. You win. I win. Hold on. Let me see how many. Really? I got 10? I got a lot wrong, didn't I? Yeah, but you always got the second question right. Oh, yeah. You're not even close to winning, buddy. You won, buddy. You did it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry, buddy. Hey, man. I was going to give you a redemption round, but damn, you were... I got got some hard ones, man. I think you definitely got the harder ones of... The two of you us. got some of the easiest ones. All right. Well, that's been an episode of Twin Shadows <laughs> Podcast. Uh, thanks uh, for brought watching. to you by Liquid IV. Oh, wait, we're not really brought to them by, right? We're, I don't think we're sponsored by them anymore. We're just, oh, we're not. Well, nope, they dropped us. <laughs> Here's to 2024, buddy. Cheers. Cheers. And cut. <laughs>